All right. Well, welcome to the first episode of The Crossover Cellist. I am Louis Patzner, who is a cellist. I am a cellist. And the whole concept of this is that uh, it's a podcast where I put down the cello and pick up the microphone and interview my friends and colleagues. And uh, the first guest is Shana Evanick, a.k.a. Shana E., a.k.a. Hitwoman Honey, uh, a.k.a. Jazz Mafia Queen. I'll take it. I think that was said in an email. Um, so welcome. Thanks so much, Shana. Thank you for having me, Lewis. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> so if you guys don't know, uh, Shana and I play in a group together called Cosa Nosa Strings, which um, is a really cool group. You want to tell us a little bit about this? I agree. It's a really cool group, but I think we're both pretty biased. Um, our group is a five-piece chamber crossover string-ish mostly ensemble. Um, we have violin, viola, cello, percussion, and um, trombone sometimes, bass other times. And uh, we have a lot of fun playing together. I don't know what anything specific you want me to talk about. No, that's good. And uh, yeah, the fun is mutual. You were imagining it. Um, so I guess, first of all, just a little background about you. So to my knowledge, you're from Ashland, Oregon, and you come from a uh, family of folk musicians. Um, all right, so your dad's a folk musician. Is your mom too? My dad's a bluegrass musician. My mom is a great lover of music, but she does not play music herself. She's a dancer her whole life. So, you know, the, yeah, artistic for sure. I was raised um, with a lot of bluegrass in the house and a lot of classic rock in the house. And for some reason, I wanted to study classical violin. My grandmother would only play opera for me. So it's possible that she influenced that. Um, so those three things kind of wove together, and um, I, I, I'm pretty much a product of that. Actually, I think when I when I like think about the music that Costa Nostra plays, I think it's um, in huge part influenced by those three traditions: folk, maybe from around the world, and um, different classical studies. The classical jazz study as well as western classical music study and then we definitely have um, some serious rock influence um, coming from each of the instruments so um, yeah all right cool yeah uh yeah i come from a musical family too so we have that in common um so all right so we talked a little bit about Costa Nostra maybe we'll get back to that and just i'm going to tell you guys right now you guys being the audience uh, this is this podcast is going to be a lot about uh, shameless promotion of our projects, and because you know, it's like local musicians, we need all the help we can get. Let's be honest. Um, and so we have our next show is August seventeenth, uh, Kaiser Rooftop Series in Oakland. We're playing on top of a hospital uh, because, duh, everyone uh, plays concerts on top of hospitals. Uh, so anyway, you uh, do other things. I mean, you have other projects, uh, you write music, and uh, you do some aerial uh, dancing infused with your violin playing, which is uh, am- amazingly cool. And 
So I wonder if maybe you could talk about like how you got into doing like not just that, but you know, all the non-traditional type of stuff. Yeah, totally. It's a good question because it's pretty weird. Um, I I guess growing up, I always played violin. I started playing when I was five years old, and um, I always played, but I always had other activities that I liked to do. I liked to play sports, and I liked to dance. I was in like dance and gymnastics growing up, and I would kind of do all the other activities until they got to the point that they needed me, you know, five or seven days a week till they got very intense. And my parents would say, well, you only have so many hours in the day or in the week. So you can do gymnastics level six team or whatever it was. Um, but you wouldn't have time for violin or you can do, um, or you can stick with violin and, and quit gymnastics or dance or whatever the other thing was. So, um, I invariably just always chose music as the thing that I wanted to stick with. And, um, finally, I guess towards the end of, end of high school, when I started thinking about college, I thought, well, I've never really focused on music 100% because I've always had these other things. I really wanted to just kind of dive in and give it my all and just see where that would take me. I didn't really have any specific goals, um, until I came to visit San Francisco Conservatory. And then my goal immediately became getting into that college, which, um, I did studied there, um, and then after that, I just got this really clear feeling that um, taking orchestra auditions um, and trying to win an orchestra job didn't feel very exciting or inspiring to me. I didn't really know what else I wanted to do, but that just didn't um, resonate with me, really. So I graduated and started teaching violin, which was something I was super passionate about. And in that, the meantime, you know, I was gigging around town here in the Bay Area. Um, I had some orchestra um, jobs and would play chamber music and stuff. Um, and then I just started studying other kinds of music and other sort of outlet out, uh, outlets, I guess, that were interesting to me. One of those was aerial dance and... Um, it's a longer story, really, but I don't want to bore anybody. But that's generally how it went down. And plus, you get paid to do this by and travel all over the world doing your aerial dancing and violin playing, right? Yeah. I mean, I quickly discovered that um, there aren't very many aerial violinists. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, there are a few. And and there's one and other one that I know of in this country. And, and it's pretty awesome what she does. But yeah, it's pretty rare. So I've gotten to um, perform aerial violin in a lot of different countries and um, with different projects. It's definitely um, a spectacle. But um, yeah, it's fun to do. Honestly, my passion really lies, though, in um, this original music that we get to play together in Costa Nostra and some of the other projects that I'm involved in um, and in our really awesome community we have here. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, the you know, for me, it's fun to be part of the uh, the original music side of you, which is, uh, you know, it's a cool thing, like to be able to play to to make new music with your friends, and uh, like we all write for the group. Basically, we're still waiting for that tune from Aaron. We'll get it. <laughs> I believe in him. Uh, okay. Well, sweet. Um, so yeah, maybe w you you were talking about some other projects, and do you 
think maybe you could elaborate? Yeah, well, um, in Jazz Mafia, we have a bunch of different projects that are sort of all firing at the same time with certain lean towards certain bands that are extra active and um, we're putting kind of extra juice into. And another one of those, another aside from Cosa Nostra, is uh, one of our new bands called Heaviest Feather that's a 10-piece I don't know, kind of like funk orchestra, something like that. But very similarly to Cosa, we really cover a lot of ground musically. Um, but there are a lot of writers in the group, so everybody's bringing in um, cool things. But the setting for that is really cool. We have a full horn section and you know three vocalists, so it's um, really a very high-energy kind of like party band, but with all this original music, so it's really unique in that way. Yeah, I haven't heard that project yet, but uh, I want to. Uh Hey, and also, just so you guys know, this is the first episode of this podcast. We're working out some kinks, and right now we're just passing a microphone to each other, and it probably won't be like this for future episodes, if there are any. This could very well be the last episode. <laughs> uh, but it's also the first one. It's for sure the first episode. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, go too uh, in-depth here. Uh, let's see. We're gonna edit a lot of this. A lot of my like uncertain. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it. don't worry about it. Okay, um. Oh yeah. So, by the way, congratulations on getting married. Uh, Adam Theus. Sorry. Oh my God. Adam Theus. <laughs> it. Uh, I'll set the record straight. He's Adam lucky. Right now. Yeah, Adam Thies. Yeah, right. You heard her here first. We're going to talk about how to say things on this podcast, <laughs> okay? Adam Thies, uh, he is a huge part of the jazz mafia. I call him the Don. I've heard, you know, somebody once corrected me, like, no, nope, Marcus Shelby's the Don. I was like, really? Because I do some jazz mafia stuff. He's not around. No disrespect to Marcus Shelby amazing musician right so anyway congratulations uh do you anything you want to say about that thank you <laughs> we waited a really long time to get married and it's pretty awesome um yeah i use your guys's uh patience hmm. as an example when people ask me but when i'm gonna get married and then, well, it seems like a lot of my friends are waiting, you know, eight to ten years to get married. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like halfway there. <laughs> That's uh, how you know you're so smart. You know you're okay, so Cosa Nostra, we're playing at uh, the Kaiser Rooftop Series, August 17th at noon. Is that right? Yeah. And then you can also catch us um, at... Uh, the Soiled Dove, which is kind of a, a burlesque, acrobatic show in Alameda. We're going to play playing there a lot. Oh, it's in Oakland this year. Fantastic. What do you, do you know the location? What is it? Um, Soiled Dove is going to be right downtown Oakland in the Uptown, um, in that open square across the street from the Fox Theater and the Uptown Nightclub. You know that big open space? That's where we're putting the tent up. So it'll be close to BART. It'll be close to places that are very difficult to park on weekends. Yes. So I recommend BART. Um, but this is a really cool show. Uh, How many years? I've been there since the beginning. 
Um, Jazz Mafia and the Vaudevere Society are circus buddies, compadres. Um, co-created this show together, and it's a couple hours long. Um, all of the music is original music from Jazz Mafia, and Coast Nostro is going to be involved in it again this year. We're really excited. Um, we're going to be playing the VIP dinner set of the evening. So there are two different options for tickets and Coast Nostra will be the entertainment for the, um, for the dinner option. And that show runs for two months beginning September 28th, Fridays and Saturdays, right downtown Oakland. Yeah. Uh, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's, it's a unique kind of show. Um, Another thing that we have coming up way down the road, and this is just so we can brag, really, because we'll promote it later. But we're playing at SF Jazz. Costa Nostra Strings is playing SF Jazz, the Henderson Lab. Um, that's March 3rd. That's my mom's birthday. Um, so just mark your calendars, people, okay? Um, another thing I just want to touch on is the album, right? Hit Woman Honey. I didn't make that up. That's something, uh, you know that you came up with this is the title of your album and uh not to brag too much but i'm on the album and <laughs> i think it sounds pretty good <laughs> anyway yeah can you talk about it a little bit <laughs> yeah lewis you sound great on the album um yeah it's kind of funny being a violinist uh, who does a lot of solo gigs by myself and that i didn't put out an album for a really long time because i thought well what would my solo album be? Would it just be, be me looping a bunch of stuff? I don't know if I want to listen to an hour's worth of me looping or, you know, all of the music that I've been composing recently has been for Cosa Nostra. So um, I figured, well, I'll just put out an album and have Cosa Nostra be on it, but it'll just be all of my music. And my good friends in Cosa Nostra agreed to do it, which I was really grateful for. And, um, and now we have a record, and they're all over it. I think you guys are on every single track except for two um, that are just me. So, um, so yeah, Hit Woman Honey can be found anywhere you get your music digitally. Or if you want a CD or a coaster, I have them in my garage. Yeah, and come to our show so you can buy a CD at the show. So you can listen to it on Spotify? Yeah. And uh, you can listen to it on iTunes? Yep. All right, that's dope. Uh, I don't, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, uh, discussion in the musical community about these streaming services and listen, we're not getting paid enough, but how often do we get paid enough? Not very often. And I think the reality is that, um, these streaming services are how a lot of people listen to music and, uh, I, you know, it's smart, I think, to have it up there. Um, okay, fantastic. I think that's it, right? Uh, I can't really think of anything. Can you? Well, I think it'd be cool if at the end of your podcast, you let your interviewee interview you or like ask one or two questions of you. Go right ahead. Okay. I want to know what your favorite dinner is to cook at home. Okay. Favorite dinner to cook at home. You know, I, I go to the uh, roast chicken and some kind of vegetables and potatoes just like basic your basic American thing, because um, it's really easy, and and it can feed you know a good amount of people, or you can have leftovers for a while. Like leftover chicken uh, can be used in whatever you know pasta, stir fry, 
We put it in mac and cheese. Um, so that's sort of my my go-to. And I realize the secret to making good meat is to just buy high-quality meat. And then just don't mess with it too much. Yeah, definitely don't overcook it, right? How about you? Yeah. Oh, my favorite dinner to make? I mean, honestly, it changes. I have been really into my garden um, since moving away from San Francisco. We have a big, beautiful veggie garden. And so my favorite dinner to cook is like whatever is happening in the garden tonight. So I'll just go back there and see what we have. Tomatoes or uh, squash or green beans or whatever it is and, and cook something up with that. I'm so jealous. We don't really have... We- uh, I, yeah, I used to garden a lot, and I, we don't really garden that much at our house because our landlords are about to like redo the whole yard, so there's no point in planning anything, but that's yeah, pretty dope. I'll send you home with a squash. Thank you. Did, did you want to ask me anything else? I mean, uh, this your, this segment was your idea. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just kind of figured, like, the listeners would put together an idea of who I am. Like, first oh, of all, who's going to listen to this that doesn't know me? It's awesome to get, like, a, a fun fact about Lewis at the end. Yeah, but, like, so, anyway, uh, I don't need to make it about okay. me. But, of course, you know me well enough. I'm happy to do that. No, <laughs> All right, cool. Um, all right, so that's it for uh, this episode of Crossover Cellist. And... Uh, Remember, it's not celloist, it's cellist. All right, that's the conversation with Shayna, and later I did get her permission to play a track from her album. So this is Honey Be Sweet from the album Hit Woman Honey by Shayna E.